welcome to the show. My name is Ken Hagelin, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. We broadcast every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics, including wellness, health care, elder care, even end-of-life care, and, of course, caregiver support. Today is Saturday, September 14th, 2019, and we have another great show on tap for you today. Joining me in studio is Amanda Tufano, CEO with Genevieve. Genevieve is a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population. Now, this is really important, folks, to listen today and to call in with your questions uh, because there's a big difference in adult health care and geriatric care. We're going to talk about that today. Um, and uh, so be sure and uh, listen to the phone numbers. I'll give them out throughout the show today. You can call us at 952-946-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. And our show producer, Sam Turnberg, will be answering the phones today. So be sure and give Sam a call if you have any questions about Elder Care Healthcare. Um, or, of course, if you prefer, you can directly text us your questions anytime during the show to our radio show phone here uh, with me in the studio. It's uh, 612 999 3426. Once again, 612 999 3426 if you want to text us your question. Otherwise, call Sam at 952 946. 6205, and we'll get your question answered on the air. As a reminder, you can always leave a voicemail or a text message anytime for us about questions or comments or suggestions on future shows. And again, just give us that information at 612-999-3426. Also, people always text us and ask, how can we find a recording of the last show you did? Those all those recordings are podcasted on the AM950 website, and all you do is go to AM950, click on the on-demand button, and then click on our show logo, Living Healthy and Aging Well. And uh, there's also a picture of me there. People are asking, <laughs> what do you look like? I said, well, you can look on the on-demand uh, button there, and uh, you'll find that. Uh, the purpose of this show, as you know, is to bring you specialists experts and people with a passion for helping others from across the health and wellness fields to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of managing both you and your family's health and, of course, the quality of life. We also focus on our senior population and how we can help you guys prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our aging population. I am so grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and important topics with you, and I'm so thankful for the tremendous response you provided to us and the radio station regarding this unique radio show. It's the only one of its kind across the country that will talk about life and death and all the important topics of us aging as a population. Well, I'd like to introduce my guest today. I am really excited. I had a chance to to meet this wonderful person this summer, and uh, I've been excited to get her on the show. And she's very busy, so we're very appreciative of her taking time today on a beautiful late summer Saturday to come in here. Um, And so uh, Amanda Tufano, as I mentioned, is the CEO of Genevieve. It's a healthcare company specializing in meeting the complex care needs of Minnesota's geriatric population. So with that, welcome to the show, Amanda. Hey, thanks, Ken. All right. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, as a, uh, I'm, as you know, I'm involved very heavily in the hospice subspecialty area of healthcare, and uh, it's an area that many people are so confused about, <laughs> and it's such a mystery uh, for both our healthcare community, but also for our our uh, consumer uh, uh, population. And so, I'm I'm really excited to talk to somebody who talks, who takes care of patients before they end up coming to us sure. within a hospice program. But um, before we jump into amazing topic uh, that we want to talk about, let's talk about you 
Okay. We always love to talk about you when we have guests on. Our audience really enjoys learning more about you. Tell us just a bit about your background um, and maybe how you ended up getting involved in healthcare and then ultimately ended up running this amazing organization. So give us a bit of your background. All right, great. Thank you. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to all the Genevieve staff who are listening today. So thank you. <laughs> thank you to those folks, too. And, and call in with some questions. Yeah, call, yeah, yeah <laughs> this really is put your me time. on the spot, guys. <laughs> put her on the spot. <laughs> um, so I – so my undergraduate degrees, I have a degree in film and government, and so I was not on a healthcare path. was never uh, was never in line to be a physician or nurse at any point. Didn't quite enjoy blood enough for any of that. Um, so it's kind of a long story, but I got involved in healthcare at you know uh, undergraduate level, and then applied and have an MHA from the University of Minnesota um, School of Public Health. And so in the, the last 10 years, I've been in healthcare. The first couple of years, I bounced around primary care at a large like health system. And then I was lucky enough to come over to Genevieve as their director of business ops. And I've kind of been there for about seven years. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't a direct call to geriatrics, but it's a, pers- uh, like a, it's a, pers- um, a perfect alignment of what I really want to do and the the helpful mission-based work that you can do it in in geriatrics because I think there's so much opportunity here. Well, as we talked before the show, all these different generations that are kind of rolling through us right now, Mm. you know, the greatest generation, the silent generation, the baby boom generation. We've got 10,000 people a day retiring and it's, uh, you know, millions of people are transitioning from this adult world into the retirement world. And, uh, and we're looking at, at age mm-hmm. extension here. I mean, mm-hmm. you, what was it, 40, 50, 60 years ago, you'd have your, your 30s, your first 30 years, you're, you're learning, you're growing, you're putting a family together, and then the next 30, you're working hard, and then, and then you retire and you die. Well, now, <laughs> well, now it's, it's, added, it's another 30 years added. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's 90 years. And, yeah. and, and you look at I me, mean, on our practice, we've got people that are over 100 years old. Yeah, no, I'd add to that. I, I think the statistics today say if that you are um, a 65-year-old female, you have a 1 in 4 chance to make it to 84, 86, yeah. and yeah, then right. you have a 1 in 10 chance to make it to like 90 or 95. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think there are a couple systems stressing the, the entire situation. You have um, – you don't have as many workers either, right? When Social Security Big, started, yes, one in forty-one before. Now it's one in two and a half. Two and a half, and by <laughs> the time the baby boomers all hit above sixty-five, now you'll have one in two. Right. And so, you know, twenty thirty does hit this critical mass of individuals who need a different type of care. And so, how do we as a community respond, and what does that look like? And I think even where we think about where care is delivered, we have to start really thinking in a different and new way. And sometimes that different and new way is going back to the way we used to do it, you know? <laughs> exactly. And we're going to talk about that great. in great length here, I think, in one of the next segments. But but in terms of just framing this out, though, you're right. Um, healthcare costs were a lot different when Social Security began and said, let's create a safety net and let's create a way to make sure we take care of our citizens, which is which is great, but you're right. One in forty-one were taking care of people. Forty-one people were taking care of one person back then, and healthcare costs were a lot less. There was different technology, if there even was technology mm-hmm. at the time, um, and things were done a lot differently. It was very very community focused healthcare. Um, but then, as you say, as we're moving towards this change, um, healthcare costs have skyrocketed. I mean, they're they're outpacing inflation every year. Mm-hmm. Every year that I've paid attention to it over the last several. Uh, years and maybe a couple decades, um, healthcare costs keep going up, and the choices for people mm-hmm. in terms of how they receive their healthcare, what kind of healthcare, how involved they are with healthcare is just a lot of that. And I'm seeing too, as the generations change, much more uh, more engagement with their healthcare. Sure, it, it maybe it was the Dr. Welby era mm-hmm. where if you had a white lab coat on, whatever the doctor said, you just did. Sure, the paternalistic uh, approach. Right, yeah. right, which is not the way it is anymore. We've got patient advocates. We've got people that are making own decisions. Um, there's a lot. We've got a lot of commercials on the air that are telling us which pill to be telling mm-hmm. the doctor to give them. I mean, there's much more proactivity. Not sure it's all good uh, because 
then doctors don't only have so much time to spend with the patient. And we'll talk about your model, which is, again, very similar to the model that we have at, at Minnesota Hospice. Um, but you're, you're constantly having to educate these patients that think they know it all right. or, or they have a strong opinion. Right, the and, rise of WebMD right. and the impact on just the providers and <laughs> well, the number of questions. Well, I mean, if you've got a phone, you, you've, yeah. you've, got, you've got information. That you you either make, have a cold or you're, you know, or you're <laughs> a brain tired. tumor and it's the end. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so we'll, we'll get into more of that. In fact, um, next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about Genevieve, though. I mean, that's had an interesting history um, to go along with your interesting history of, of how you got there. In fact, I'm still uh, – I'm, I'm, I have some questions for you about about uh, some of the things that are involved in leading a healthcare organization. As a CEO, um, there's just a lot of pressures and a lot of things that have to be done uh, to create and maintain uh, a strong vision and a strong mission within healthcare these days. So, um, anyway, we will talk about that. Listen, it's already the first segment. We're done. We got only three more left here, Amanda. <laughs> so it's time for a short break. We'll be right back. To continue our conversation with Amanda Tufano, CEO with Genevieve, a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population. Again, if you have any questions about geriatric healthcare, please give us a call. All right, stay with us. We'll be right back and uh, continue our conversation with Amanda Tufano. times in life when it's important to have a plan. I'm attorney Rachel Schroman, and I can tell you from experience that so much pain can be prevented with an estate plan or an arrangement for long-term care costs. I work with families with many different dynamics and budgets, and my goal is always to give them peace of mind while helping them protect their legacy. Learn more about me at schromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N law.com. Hackers, ransomware, security breaches. As I speak, cybercriminals are stepping up their attacks on businesses like yours. Hi, Mark Sommerfeld of Rymark. Rymark has the expertise and experience necessary to navigate your company to safe water. We launch our process with a network security assessment. We'll uncover the hidden threats to your business and provide you with a map to peace of mind. And it's free. Call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com to schedule your free security assessment today. On September 28th, the University of Minnesota Center for Spiritual and Healing is offering a half-day mindfulness meditation retreat, which is open to those who have never practiced mindfulness and those who are daily practitioners. The mindfulness meditation retreat invites you to intentionally step away from daily routines and the busyness of everyday life for the purpose of renewal. Enjoy guided instruction from a skilled mindfulness teacher, city meditation, and gentle mindful movement. Space is limited. Register now at csh.umn.edu. Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. It's clearance time at Rudy Luther Toyota. The 2019s not only feature low clearance pricing, but most vehicles have huge factory rebates from Toyota as well. I love the RAV4. In my opinion, it's hands down the best city driving, country driving vehicle ever made. Right now, there are 200 RAV4s available in stock at Rudy Luther, and qualified buyers could receive 1.9% financing. Test drive one today and upgrade your fall. Rudy Luther Toyota on the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Are you thinking about buying or selling a house or just want to know what might be going on with one of your biggest investments? Then why not become a house geek? Hi, I'm Kirk Duckwell with Bricks Real Estate and host of the Twin Cities Real Estate Show here on this station with your market minute. 3.39 is the average number of showings per week per listing in the median sale price range here in the Twin Cities. This is seasonally anticipated. The median sale price is up 7.1% over the same time last year, and the 30-year conventional interest rate is at about 3.49%. This is down over last Last week. The conclusion for sellers is the market is slowing at the same pace as last fall, even though the interest rates are down over a percent. This is most likely due to recession fears. That said, the early fall market may be the best time to sell. For buyers, this slowing activity combined with the lower rates is creating a better than expected conditions for those looking to make a purchase this fall or early winter. Thinking about making a move? Then check us out online anytime at housegeeks.com. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. My name is Ken Hagelin, and joining me today in studio is Amanda Tufano. She is the CEO with Genevieve, a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population. Uh, before we get back into our conversation, I want to mention this radio program is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent physician-owned medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 11 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice at 952-898-1022 or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. And don't be shy about calling those folks. They are great. They'll answer your questions. And uh, we know that there's, uh, I think just in the Twin Cities area here, there's about 30,000 searches every month for questions on Hospice. So please reach out to that great team at minnesotahospice.com. Amanda, let's get right back into this geriatric care model that you guys are doing a great job of. Um, but let's let's talk about Genevieve, um, the history of the company, how they got started. I, I just love your mission, um, very similar to our mission, um, delivering you know just top quality specialized care to people. Um, yeah, give us a bit of a background on uh, Genevieve, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Um, so... Uh Genevieve was originally founded by a geriatrician uh, in 2003 that really looked at the landscape and said, I think we can do really facility-based geriatric care different and new in a new way. And was a pioneer at the time around an innovative care model to really be the point person on site, created really 24-7 geriatric call, created new clinical workflows that allowed us to really connect with a patient in a new way. We call them family care conferences. And that was in 2003. And over time, we started with three employees, and now we're about 125, 130 employees. And we provide care all over the Twin Cities. So we provide the metro Twin Cities all the way up and do most of the geriatric facility-based work in St. Cloud, all the way down to Northfield Faribault over to Buffalo Aiken, almost to Wisconsin. And so the majority of our staff are going to be physicians, nurse practitioners, nurses, or social workers. And then there are a couple of us lay people um, that just try to support in any way we can. That's more of my job. It's all that back office stuff that no one wants to deal with. Right, absolutely. You know, and so what we really, our mission is the same today as it was in 2003, and that's treat them like family. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, you know, if you would allow me to say a few moments on that, you know, the number one thing that people say to me when I mention I'm in geriatrics and we do ner- work in nursing homes or rehab centers, you know, TCUs is, oh, I'm going through that right now with my mom, you know, and it's this shared experience that as our loved ones age, we all have. And we never talk about it much when you have a 65-year-old golfer and everything's fine and, you know, can use technology. And it's, but when they need more care and they need more support and more direct health care, the distance, the time, the energy, and the money, they all start to be this issue. And, you know, you guys talk a lot about caregiver um, support and caregiver burdens, and it puts this immense amount of pressure on the situation. And these caregivers are just completely heartbroken because all they want to do is give their loved ones a fraction of the love that they received growing up. And yet, here they are trying to navigate an incredibly complicated um, healthcare system. And so, treat them like family really says, how would you want your mom or dad to be treated? Um, and that's our true mission in every interaction. And it, it means a lot to us. It means that, you know, we have to be an innovator and a disruptor in healthcare if it's not making sense for mom or dad. And so, I'm really proud of the work that we're doing to say, that's not good enough, and we're going to keep going. And we can kind of talk about that, too, of the stuff that we're doing. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I think it's important. What we need is innovation. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, people refer to us at Minnesota Hospice as a, as a radical hospice company because we are independent. And we can – whatever's best for the, for the patient, whatever's best for the family. And you, start, you um, hit a, a very important point here. Um, we as uh, this generation may be caring for the next generation or the previous generation or previous generation beyond that are really unprepared because mm-hmm. of the complexities. Mm-hmm. And and we 
But what we see happening, unfortunately, especially in, in our uh, specialty of end-of-life care, is the spouse or the children or even grandchildren all of a sudden change the role into a caregiver. Mm-hmm. And then they lose, they disconnect with that relationship side of being the family member. Mm-hmm. And it is very stressful, very burdensome. And, uh, and when people come to us at, at the stage of end-of-life, we find the family is exhausted mm-hmm. and they're just looking for help. And I think a lot of times they don't realize there's help available. Um, and, and if the help that they're getting is not meeting those needs, get different help. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in America, we're all about choice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't like something, you know, vote your dollars, go somewhere else. And I find for some reason there's a lot of stickiness in healthcare. People just do not want to change for whatever reason they're more reluctant to change and so we have to kind of bring change to them mm-hmm. and i like your model though of going out and really revisiting an old model of, of house calls mm-hmm. you know, bringing health care to them and as we see and you see our populations just can't get to the doctor mm-hmm. they can't they're not healthy enough to sit in a waiting room f- for whatever length of time or or it's so stressful transporting them to the doctor and transporting them back that they end up not even doing it. Mm-hmm. So, or they're not even aware that they need to do that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I kind of call that uh, the quarterback model, right? How do we yeah. become the person to, to allow you to continue to be a family member that you can rely on, you know, our, our team, you can rely on our nurses and you can rely on our nurse practitioners and our doctors to be that quarterback. You know, if you think of pediatricians, we do a lot for for babies as really being the true quarterback of their care. I mean, we're check, they're checking eyes, they're checking um, reading levels, they're checking head circumference, and they're checking all TV time. They're checking all of these pieces that kind of surround them. And then you enter kind of your middle life period where you come in and out of healthcare as you need it, by and large. But as you head to end of life, there's this gap of we just expect care to continue on as is. And now we're talking about someone on you know 15 medications has some cognitive decline has mobility issues has uh, assisting needs you know probably maybe has some mental health bubbling up who's 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 a point person for that and how can we best position that person to support the family and your loved one oh that is so true and you hit the nail on the head here I want to discuss the dis- distinction and differences between adult care and geriatric care it's the same person, but they have a whole different set of circumstances that are changing here. And I talk about that in my, my opening is there's life transitions going on, and we sometimes don't see that because it happens so gradually sometimes that you don't realize that there's this new dimension that needs to be looked at. And quarterback is a great way to frame that. Because we looked at that page here, there's so many specialties in geriatrics now, and uh, people don't know where to turn. Absolutely. So, all right, Sam is cueing us out here with the music, so let's uh, take another short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Amanda Tufano, CEO with Genevieve, a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population. Please stay with us. This is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extremely important this radio station is to the community. To help AM 950 grow this summer, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM 950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM 950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out on online. 
At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Hey everyone, Ellie Krug here from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. This month, I'm sharing about opportunities to hear me in person. I'm having an open house on Thursday, October 17th in Minneapolis. Come hear about my work and about my nonprofit, Human Ripple Works, Inc. You need to register. There's no charge, but I need a headcount. To register, go to elliekrug.com and see the upcoming engagements page. Scroll down, click on the link for October 17th to register. That's me, Ellie the Idealist, trying to make the world better. Hope to see you. Robert Mueller and national security agencies warn that foreign governments will engage in massive election hacking in 2020, and the state's election systems are wide open. Mitch McConnell is blocking legislation that would secure our election systems. 25 to 30 nationwide protests are scheduled around the country on the Secure Our Vote Day of Action, September 17th. We need you to join us Tuesday, September 17th at noon in front of Senator Amy Klobuchar's office building. A representative from Senator Klobuchar's office and an expert on election system vulnerabilities will speak. Even though Minnesota's election system is relatively secure, no election system is unhackable, and other states are not prepared. Experts say we only have a few months to get these funds released in time for states to complete upgrades by the 2020 election. We must act now, so let's protest and send Moscow Mitch a message on Tuesday, September 17th at noon in front of Senator Klobuchar's office building. It's located at 1200 South Washington Avenue in Minneapolis to demand secure elections. More details at secureourvote.us. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today's going to be mostly sunny, the high near 74. Tonight's mostly cloudy, with a low around 62. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, the high near 80. Monday, mostly sunny, with a high near 83. And Tuesday, mostly sunny, with a high near 84. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning's triple saving sale gives you three ways to save up to $2,500 on a new furnace and AC this September. Learn more about these great savings at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. Listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life, and sometimes talk about how you may be dying at some point in your life. And uh, we're one of the first shows in the nation to talk about life and death and uh, answer your questions about that. My name is Ken Hagelin. Joining me today is Amanda Tufano, CEO with Genevieve, a healthcare company serving local Minnesota's geriatric population. So this is a Minnesota company, which I always enjoy talking with people uh, that have a Minnesota focus. Um, before we get back into our conversation, though, I want to mention that uh, uh, there's a great group in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, called Sano Wellness Center, and uh, their focus is on getting to the root cause of your health issues. So if you're suffering from chronic ailments and uh, are willing to adjust your lifestyle to regain the health that you've either had or have wanted, Sano can help you do that by uh, offering guidance in identifying the root cause of health problems, achieving balance, avoiding detrimental toxins, uh, getting good proper nutrition, nourishment and nutrition, and also supporting your innate immune system, allowing your body to heal naturally. So the focus um, with Sano Health is to balance you out and make sure that you are uh, in the best position possible to heal naturally. You can reach them at uh, at nine five two six eight one two nine one six. Once again, nine five two six eight one. 2916 or visit them online at uh, sanowc.com that's sano s a n o w c.com and uh, great folks there in Bloomington Minnesota uh, helping people regain their health uh, Amanda let's be sure and let our audience know how they can reach you and your organization if they have questions about uh, uh, geriatric care or your organization yeah, um, so you can always call our front desk. We're 763-587-7737. 
That's 763-587-7737. Or you can visit us online, Genevieve.org. It's spelled G-E-N-E-V-I-V-E dot org. Um, so I was going to also mention of on there we list all of the sites that we're at. So we're in about 70 nursing homes across the state. We go to 25 TCU, Transitional Care Units or Rehab Centers. We have a home visit patient uh, um, program where we have about 150 patients that are specifically Medicare, Medicaid, where we actually go to their homes because of barriers. They're unable to uh, leave their homes sometimes or um, have mobility issues. And we also have a lot of our team is focused on care management. So we have a really robust care management. So all in with all of our services, we serve an average daily census of over 5,500 Minnesotans um, every day. That's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, I was on your website and yeah, you've got just just a whole page of of the locations that you're at and serving in various communities. Um, And it just, uh, yeah, so if if, uh, people want to reach out and get a get on your care one way to do that is to find out if there's uh, areas or communities that um, currently you know use you as a part of their care service Um, because i know a lot of people are in transition we get calls all the time every week Um, mom we you know broke her hip went to the hospital for whatever reason her heart or something prevents them from doing surgery uh, she needs more help, or they can do the surgery, but it's going to be a longer recovery period. She can't go back home and live that independent life that maybe she was uh, hoping to. And so then people then have to make a transition to either a TCU or even start to look at maybe assisted living mm-hmm. um, as well. So, um, yeah, please go on the Genevieve website, and they'll, there's just several, several just pages or a page here of communities that uh, you guys are involved in. But you said you also do uh, some home care as well. So these are people that are not actually maybe in that community. Um, how do how does that how do they get your service? How does yeah. that happen? Yeah, so we do a home based medical care where we actually take over as the primary physician or nurse practitioner in the home. So we take care of a base population of about twenty four hundred community members that are Medicare, Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And as we evaluate and our care managers work with those patients, they do identify some that are falling through the cracks. Um, Something, something's happening. They're, they're, um, they have a lot of medications. They have a lot of comorbidities. They're not the typical best patient for primary care. Uh, They have assisted needs in, in the home. And, as those things start to happen, we really then say, hey, we think you'd be a better fit for a practice that will come to you if, if you're open to it. And we get a lot of people that are really interested in that. So, And it's a really different experience to be in someone's home and see, you know, where are your pill- pills? Where do you actually sleep? How do you do you sleep in a recliner all day? What does that look like? What does that mean? What are your mobility issues? Who's coming to visit you? What's your food situation like? And so it's it's an eye-opening experience to be in someone's home. That's, so That's how I got into the practice that I'm in. I had a chance to visit diabetic patients at home, and it was an eye-opener mm-hmm. to see what they live in and what their situations are and, and how they've accommodated maybe immobility issues or, or limitation issues. And, boy, it gives you a whole different perspective. I, I, I know our, our medical directors, when they have a chance to go see somebody in their home, it changes really how we approach some of their care mm-hmm. um, and how some of the resources that we allocate then for them. But uh, there's nothing like, yeah, going to see a person, which I want to talk about as a part of this whole model sure. that, that we had talked about earlier before the show started, um, going back to this house call type model where we, you know, for years and years and years um, throughout the previous generations, that's kind of how it was in small communities. The doctor would come visit you if you weren't feeling well, mm-hmm. or, where we, we converted that over to more of a corporate world and a, and a medical model that just says, you come to us. And uh, the problem is many of us now, as we transition and get older, it's very difficult to get to the doctor. So it's a, it's a, it's a, I see a big change in how care will be delivered in the future. And we'll, we'll talk about you know, our vision for what, what the future healthcare will look like. Um, but let's, let's talk about, um, you know, the geriatric care that you guys give. Um, and it, it is, it is unique. It's different than what I consider, uh, adult care mm-hmm. because there's a whole different set of circumstances 
that we find as we age in the geriatric population um, has unique things that, that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, their their organs are changing and their ability to metabolize drugs and, and uh, nutrition needs are changing. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about you know what the fact that you guys focus on the geriatric population, how that may be a little bit different than what people maybe are used to in a typical adult um, medical model? Okay. Yeah, the um – so to be a geriatrician, you don't necessarily have to have the additional fellowship. That is an option, and some of our providers do have the additional year fellowship or certification through um, being a nurse practitioner. However, I think it's also focusing specifically on a population and then becoming an expert really in that type of clinical care. And so really, as I thought about a geriatric it's kind of been the age has aging in has kind of been defined by Medicare of 65, but right. often the services that we think about for the geriatric population really don't come into play until usually the seventies, you know, you know, potentially your, your eighties or nineties, if you're lucky enough. Um, so yeah, I think then we have a group of providers who are all like-minded, all focusing in one specific population. And how, to your point about where is the research then about how, you know, a 50-year-old metabolizes Lipitor versus an 80-pound, 90-year-old woman metabolizes Lipitor, right? And that's what we're really challenged to do is find that right clinical model. And I am not a clinician, but I will say that we have always had this base um, value of being the best and expert in geriatric care. And there's way more research than even when we started in 2003 today than there you know was then around that work. But we're still not we're still not done with um, making sure that we're the experts. So in my mind, I think it's taking that next step from, you know, every day seeing primary care clinic or hospitalist, and now you're really focusing on a specific population of, of patients. Well, and and, uh, and, there's a, and we see this in, in our practice. There, there's a distinction between the normal aging process and the issues that um, people run across as they age. Um, y- you have to... Are you, are you treating the normal effects of aging or are you actually treating the disease? And we, we had talked briefly, we won't get too much into this, but you know, we find that, that um, dementia is such a big topic with the elderly sure. and their caregivers. And there's, there's um, uh, a distinction between the word delirium and dementia. And I think some of the geriatric uh, people are very, very good about this, identifying you know, if a person really has delirium, which could be uh, brought on because of, of a stomach infection or fevers or other kind of things that can be treated, and then the delirium goes away. Sure. And we find that sometimes people are misdiagnosed, and we end up seeing them in, in a dementia care environment when in really they, they have delirium and they just haven't been diagnosed or treated at the root cause of what's creating the delirium. So th- there are some unique things about the geriatric population that – um, that you know, requires some specialized perspectives that your team you know, you know, has and they're looking for. Yeah, I think I'm, – so I'm not a clinician in any way, so I can't provide the exact distinction between all of the um, you know, acute and more systemic uh, changes. However, I would say the thing that we really look at at our practice is how do you give – providers the time to really unpack that with the family members and with the patient and in a typical practice you know and if you're going into primary care you're getting anywhere from 15 to maybe 20 25 minutes with the primary care provider sitting in the room and that's kind of the long visit right. for them i was gonna say that's that's <laughs> generous that's the, that's the long visit yeah but on the um you know, on our side, we really say, how do you take care of the patient in front of you and what are they showing and how can you really connect all the dots? And that's that quarterback model again of how do you get back to um, combining the time and the expertise in this expert-based geriatric care and the innovation of saying, I see 
I see the broken pieces of the silos of healthcare, and I'm going to work to tear those down to start connecting everybody together to get on the same page about that um, patient. I think that's where the magic really happens. Yo, and you mentioned earlier in the show, um, we're, we're up against the clock here, but about the polypharmacy, there's mm. you know, we, we see that people coming on to our service, and you know, 15 is actually a light load of medications. We see 20, 25, sure. 28. Yeah, one person was had 65 concurrent medications, and you think, wow. You know, who's who's taking stepping back and taking the big picture view here, yeah. and uh, and um, it can be crazy. Um, we, we find that many patients have number of of uh, of uh, doctors and clinics that they're going to, and it's like nobody's paying attention to the big picture. Well, it also it often results in what we call drug cascading, right? Uh, problem A results in solution B, and then right. you know B has a side effect of C, and now we're coming to treat C, and so then we have the next. Uh, medication that's trying to solve for that. That is exactly what we're seeing as well. All right, uh, Sam is queuing us out here with some more music. It's time for a short break, and we'll be back to continue our conversation with Amanda Tufano, CEO of Genevieve, a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population. We have one more segment, folks. Please stay with us. fresh and support local farmers by shopping at the Minneapolis Farmers Market. It's peak time at the Farmers Market. Lots of sweet corn, eggplants, fresh and local fruits and vegetables, meat and farmstead goods. Keep the summer bounty all year long because it's a great time to pickle and can. Look for the cucumbers, incredible deal, canning tomatoes. The Minneapolis Farmers Market is open every day, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Plus, there's additional locations Tuesdays at the Hennepin County Government Center and Thursdays at Nicollet Mall. More details at MPLSFarmersMarket.com. We use technology every day to help manage our lives. Why not use it to help manage your medications? St. Paul Corner Drug offers several free tools to keep you on track while taking your medications. Use our mobile app to quickly order a refill or the MedsOnQ application, which turns your smartphone or tablet into your very own personal medication attendant. Email and text messaging options let you know when your medication is ready for pickup, making efficient use of your time. St. Paul Corner Drug, pharmacy the way it should be. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Chances are after spring cleaning, you missed a spot. A couple really big spots, like your roof and siding. Run your fingers across your siding. You'll likely get a gross residue. And your roof probably has some lax streaks, too. Your roof and siding aren't always easy to clean, but they're definitely the most visible parts of your home that give it its curb appeal. So let Blue Sky Services clean your roof and siding. Blue Sky's safe soft wash method won't cause any damages and will make your home look like new. Right now, Blue Sky Services is running their summer special where you can get your whole house roof and siding clean starting at only $447. That's the most viewed parts of your home clean for only $447. Then mention AM950 when you call Blue Sky Services to get an additional $50 off. So get the curb appeal back on your home and call Blue Sky Services at 952-467-2447. That's 952-467-2447. I'm attorney Rachel Schroman of Schroman Law in St. Paul, and I am passionate about providing legal services in the areas of estate planning, probate, and elder law. My clients receive the attention and compassion they deserve with their peace of mind being my top priority. Enjoy the comfort of knowing that you have planned for the worst so you can confidently continue living at your best. Visit ShromanLaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-L-A-W.com. All right, welcome back. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Amanda Tufano. CEO with Genevieve, 
a healthcare company serving Minnesota's geriatric population, and they are doing a great job of that too. They've been around since 2003, and uh, they provide very innovative, compassionate care. Um, Amanda, last segment here. Let's let our audience know how they can reach you or your organization here if they have additional questions on a geriatric medicine. Great. Yeah, two ways. Our phone number is 763-587-7737. And we can also be reached online at Genevieve.org, G-E-N-E-V-I-V-E.org. So we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, again, they are a Minnesota company, so they understand the uniqueness of Minnesota and the high expectations we have for health care. Um, Minnesotans are very fortunate to live in, in this state. We have the best health care in the country, and so and we have uh, the best companies here like Genevieve. So please reach out to them if you have any questions. Um, the last segment here, Amanda, I would love to get your perspective um, on where we see health care going in the next five years, where we see Genevieve going to help meet those needs, kind of look into a crystal ball here and, and talk about uh, where we see things going, where we may want to wish they were going, and mm-hmm. um, uh, get, a, get a sense here for, for what people should be anticipating um, as things are quickly evolving in, in the healthcare space. Um, where do you, first of all, where do you see uh, Genevieve uh, tracking here, and, and what are the things you guys are looking at to help meet the needs of our geriatric population in the future? Yeah. So as we really think about Genevieve, um, I think there's a huge opportunity. You heard us talk about long-term care and TCU in a small home visit population where we're going to community dwelling, single family homes. Um, we also think there's a huge opportunity for home-based medical practice in assisted living and independent living and creating what we're calling a campus care model. So as your loved one ages from their single family dwelling home into independent living and then walks that that road with the facility of independent assisted living, maybe memory care, maybe TCU, and uh, long-term care, how do you have that same continuity of provider and care team throughout that experience? And so we think really as we um, start to dig into this, our opportunity is to be the best-in-class campus care model. I also think that um, I'll kind of start to connect where Genevieve is going, what I think the future is too, and I'd say kind of alignment. I think Minnesotans or Minnesota has gotten to a good place where you don't necessarily have to own everything. And now I think the next couple of years here, five, ten years, will be more about alignment and partnerships. So I'm really excited because we're working with a local payer, and we are launching a partnership. new insurance product for those areas that we talked about, assisted living, long-term care. And unfortunately, I can't share too much because of Medicare guidelines, but coming in October, you'll see a lot more about what we're what we're talking about and what we're offering. At a high level, it's this true alignment of the medical payer, the medical practice, and the facility. And so if we can kind of get that triangle really right and have the care team all on the same page and have the payer all on the same page in the medical practice. Again, that quarterback um, example that I gave you and really define the goals and the plan together. I think we have a huge opportunity that we're just not seeing elsewhere right now. No, that sounds fascinating um, because it is so complex and there's so many elements to to taking care of our aging population um, and, and coordinating the care. And as we talked about, the care for the geriatric population um, requires much more involvement. It's it, because it so much has, is is uh, is um, uh, interconnected, and uh, you can't just uh, you know, treat them like you treat an adult. It's just mm-hmm. a whole it's a whole different different care model. And so I think what you're talking about here, where we're kind of bringing that full circle. Is is uh, is really the wave of the future for us? And uh, again, we're going to have more and more stresses on our healthcare system, on our senior living uh, communities, as uh, more and more people um, go into this this age bracket, and the care needs go increase. Yeah, and what an incredible privilege and opportunity for all of us and for Genevieve to really um, work on this with a single goal in mind of really making the patient and their loved ones experience the the experience you would want for your mom or dad right right but yeah. it's really a comprehensive care model yeah. um but the key is going to be how does it get paid for and mm-hmm. that's why i think you guys come up with some innovative ways of, of payers and providers and facilities uh combining that um and I, I, we talked earlier about uh, i just see a real strong trend in 
it was called community paramedicine where you've got uh, you've got uh, services that are tied into clinics but they outreach they go out to the the uh, patient's home and uh, coordinate with the family maybe have family care conferences um, which I know you guys were pioneering um, and uh, and we do that as a part of hospice it's it's always a family care conference you want decision makers and people being aware of what's going on with that care uh, for their loved one and um, and I think we we're uh, you know you and I and others, I have a high, high expectation for what healthcare should look like in the future. Absolutely. We, we want to see innovation. We want to see improvement. We want to see more access. And I think we talked about earlier in the show, um, off air, in between segments, that uh, patient choice is going to be more and more in the forefront as to what are your goals. Mm-hmm. And it's not just uh, let's do this for you because we can do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do this because you decided that that's what you want to have Absolutely. done. We have a lot of alternatives um, in which to uh, – to look at and uh so it'd be interesting to see we we've got as you said there's great innovation coming through with uh, cms and medicare and on how they're going to be paying for things and what they're going to encourage and as you mentioned uh previously to me um the minnesota um, medicare cost program went away yeah. so here we are in some uncharted territory with the advantage programs for the first year and and more innovations down the road yeah i mean we could do an entire week on just how the uh, Minnesota in national Medicare landscape has changed and I think will continue to change. I think it's going to be really exciting. I'm getting um, to the point where I believe there's no individual over 65 that couldn't be in a model that Medicare is pushing out that couldn't start a really aligning actual care on the ground with the, the payer. And I think it's, you know, everybody goes into this work because they have the best of intentions, but they don't have in line aligned incentives. And so as we align those incentives, both clinical and financial, we get to a really cool spot. And that's what we love to explore too, because it's, it's what allows us more time than other practices too. Right. And, yeah. and that population, and we're in the last minute here, needs as much time as possible because they have a whole lifetime time of things to be able to talk about and uh well anyway that's great we are nearing the end of the show here i do want to thank amanda tufano ceo with genevieve a healthcare company serving minnesota's geriatric population for being here today and amanda one more time how do people get a hold of you and your organization if they want more information sure our phone number is 763-587-7737 and our website is Genevieve.org, G-E-N-E-V-I-V-E.org. Thank you, Ken. Fantastic. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation or let us know of topics you would like us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us by phone or text at 612-999-3426. Please join us again next Saturday at noon for another live broadcast. And thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life. And until next time, please live well. Saturday.